Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. From the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening with you. With you for the full four, we're asking you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, take the Alexa speakers, take your tablet, take your pager, your clock radio, your Game Boy, whatever your device is, just download it to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, the best way to be a part of the show is to follow us on our personal Twitter pages, at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else. That is out there. On the other side of the glass producing the show, Day-Day is in the house at the D. Lewis for real. Well, a lot going on here um, this evening. We are in a weather delay right now for the Atlanta Braves as uh, the game has been delayed. Spencer Strider on the mound. Look, um, you know, some people have argued. I've seen this on Twitter and social media, and I know we always overreact. We get, we get hot take Tommy. Uh, all in our feelings. You know, this was the worst loss of the year for the Braves last night. I understand. I mean, you know, look, they wasted a really good start from Charlie Morton where almost half of his outs were swing and miss, or or I should say were without contact. He had, he had eight of his 17 outs that were no contact. Five and two-thirds, no runs, pitched really well. He needed that bounce-back game, and then you blew it. And they lost 6-5 to five when all was said and done. And Iglesias, you know, struggled last night. I mean, you had, you had multiples of guys that, that did not do their job last night. And frustrating. I mean, that's, 
That's what it is. I mean, when you get into a situation like that, that's a team that the Braves are supposed to sweep. Say what you will, but I know everybody's, you know, this good opponent and, you know, all this and, oh, they're all major leaguers and all that. Okay, well, every team isn't built the same. Teams are built differently. And in the case of the Tigers, they're not very good, and you have to find a way to beat them on their home field. So, again, they'll get back at it uh, here tonight. Um, like I said, they're in a rain delay right now with uh, with Ronnie up and, um, you know, just kind of waiting for this game to get started. And uh, Spencer Strider is on the mound. He, of course, is looking for a bounce-back uh, performance tonight. Uh, certainly that performance against the Mets wasn't anything to write home about. That was a weird game, right? That was a weird night where Strider and Max Scherzer, you know, two of the, the better, you know, young pitcher, old pitcher, you know, two of the better guys in the game at getting outs without contact, and they gave up, what was it, like 13 runs combined. It was just crazy, just just crazy what um, – what the offenses were able to do against uh, those two particular guys. But um, Spencer Strider getting back on the hill uh, tonight. And, uh, look, it's, um, you know, it's a chance for him to get right. We, we talked about last night that that was a get-right game for Charlie Morton, that this was supposed to be a get-right game, and he didn't disappoint. Shut down the Tigers, didn't allow a run. Uh, that was a get-right game. And now hopefully he builds off that. Let's hope Strider goes out there, I don't know, six innings, 13 strikeouts. I could see that. I, I could see 13. I could see six innings and 13 strikeouts. Can I tell you that outside of um, outside of Miguel Cabrera and Jake Marcinick, I know him. He's a he was a pretty good defensive outfielder when he was with the Marlins. Outside of Miguel Cabrera and and to a lesser degree, Jake Marsnick. Do you know anybody in this Tigers lineup? I mean, I'm looking at their lineup. Like, this is a far cry from Trammell, Whitaker, Kurt Gibson, Lance Parrish, Chet Lemon. I go up and down their roster. I could, I could, you know, again, I could Bobby Higginson. You know, I could tell you all kinds of guys that played for the Tigers, but I, I don't know any of these guys. Like I said, I know, I know Miguel Cabrera because he's 185 years old. I know him, and he's probably a Hall of Famer. But outside of that, this, this team has got nothing. Got nothing. You know, Javier Baez at short. I mean, just no real star power on this. You know, again, when your, you know, most famous player is, you know, 63 years old, and when your most famous player is ready to collect Social Security, that tells you something about where the Tigers are. So, Hopefully this thing will get underway here soon, and uh, we'll keep you up to date all night long about what's going on with the with the Braves. So hopefully Strider too gets a um, he gets a bounce back game tonight and gets a as we said with Morton last night a get right game a get right game for Spencer Strider. I'm I'm calling it right now six innings, thirteen strikeouts. I'm calling it for Strider. Uh, that's 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 what I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and call it. Sometimes you know we we call these matchups where you know the Braves are going to club somebody and drub somebody, and they're going to score 10, 12 runs. I'm calling tonight Spencer Strider, six innings and 13 strikeouts. So take that for what you will. All right, Nuggets uh, win the NBA title last night. Um, look, they uh, they fought scratch and clawed and, and kind of had to hang on there, you know, at the end and everything like that. But Joker's now a champion. And we'll talk to uh, Josh Dover 
coming up at 840 or 845, I should say. He's going to jump on for a few minutes with us. He hosts middays on 92.5, uh, the Altitude. What is it, the Altitude? Altitude. Yeah, the Altitude yeah, is yeah. their big sports talker yeah. out there. He uh, is also the in-game host for the Denver Nuggets. So we'll talk to him about this big-time run. And obviously, you know, you and I have talked about Joker. I just – I think right now he's the most unguardable player in the NBA. Yeah, I I, I... – I think after this, I honestly think he should get the uh, best player in the NBA. Get in the NBA right now, right now. When you lay out all the players right now, I honestly think you got to give him best player in the game right now. Active player right now. Give it to Joker. That's just and I and listen for me. I'm a Jason Tatum fan. I love Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. He's by far my favorite player. But Joker, hands down, to what you just said. I mean, the dude just is unguardable. He can. For his size, the position he's at, he can do so many things, and there's just not there's no one else in the in the league that can do what he can do at his, you know from his position. When when he starts, <clears throat> excuse me, when he starts off a game by not scoring, it's not because he can't get a good shot, right? Or he can't handle. It's because he wants to get everybody else. Because again, you'll you'll look up. You you looked up multiple times in these playoffs, mm-hmm. and he'd have like like m- most most of the first quarter. Yeah. He'd have zero points, mm-hmm. six assists. Yep, right, and and eight rebounds. Yep. I I mean he would that that's and and not because oh gosh he can't score and he can't he can't get anything going offensively. No, I mean it's a matter of he's he's setting everybody else up and he mm-hmm. knows he's going to get his. And when the time is right, he's going to turn it on and get his, and that'll be all fine and dandy. I mean, but it's not a matter of he can't find a way to score against these guys. No, he's trying to get everybody else involved and get everybody's hot, get Murray and everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, on track offensively. Yeah, then and he'll co- go. Then he'll take over the game at, at that point. Yeah, because you kind of almost when he's doing that, it's almost like he does it to a point to where all of a sudden you kind of almost I don't want to say forget about him, but you get so focused on the other guys because right. he's gotten them going. Right. And then now, when you when he starts going, now all of a sudden you're kind of in a position of like, oh wait, gosh. Well, but but isn't that kind of the key that this whole playoff yeah. run has been? And we talked to Eric Reed, mm-hmm. the play by play guy for the Miami Heat, and it was okay. You know, it, it's you can afford to have Joker go off, but when it's Murray going for thirty four, mm-hmm. you know, or Pope or somebody going for twelve or twenty, you know, you can't have multiples of guys. That go off, and when you know you got two triple doubles out of Murray and Joker, you can, they, Miami Heat ain't gonna beat anybody. Right? I mean, I mean, they're, they're not beating Denver in a million years. I mean, so you can't have you can't have multiples of those guys go off, and that's the thing is, and I think that's why Joker does the way he does it is he's trying to get everybody else going. Mm-hmm. Then he gets it. You know, you remember in Rocky Four? Did you ever see Rocky Four? Rocky Four was the one with the, the real Drago. boxer. Oh no, that was Drago. Yeah, that's Ivan Drago. Yeah, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, I saw Drago. Remember yeah. when Apollo Creed is getting some shots in early in that fight against yeah. him, and this, that, and the other. And he kind of looked like he was just kind of right, yeah. right. And then the corner man yells, ah! "Yeah, yeah, yep." You know, and and all of a sudden Drago <laughs> turns it on. Yep, that's Joker. Yeah, that, that's I mean when they yell. That's Joker, and that's what he does, and he yep. can turn it on like nobody else. So we'll talk to Josh Dover coming up at, um, at uh, 845. Uh, also, too, our buddy Chris Willis is going to join us here. We'll talk some Braves baseball at 740 with him as uh, Braves certainly look to get back on a winning track and uh, probably couldn't pitch worse out of their bullpen than they did last night, but uh, we'll see what, uh, what happens. All right, NBA power rankings, the way-too-early NBA power rankings from ESPN.com. 
Hawks.com are out. Day-Day, where do you think the Hawks fall on the way-too-early NBA power rankings? I'll say 20, 20, 22. Um, 18. Okay. So, quote, after being hired midseason, Coach Quinn Snyder was able to lay a foundation over the final 28 games of the regular season, a play-in tournament win over the Heat, and a six-game series loss to the Celtics in the first round. Now Snyder and Landry Fields, who oversees the team's basketball operations, have to figure out how to take the Hawks to the next level. Here's the teams that are in front of them. See if day day how many of these you agree with. Uh, Denver, <laughs> uh, Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Phoenix, the Lakers, Memphis, the Knicks, Golden State, Sacramento, the Cavaliers, the Clippers, the Pelicans. Don't necessarily agree with that one. Um, OKC, certainly don't agree with uh, with that one. Minnesota, eh, probably don't agree with that one either. Mm-mm. Dallas, eh, don't agree with that one either. And then the Atlanta Hawks, who have the Nets, Bulls, Raptors, Utah, Pacers, Magic, Blazers, Wizards, Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, Pistons all behind them. Yeah, Knicks, Clippers, Pelicans, OKC, Dallas, and I think there was somebody else you said are the ones that are ahead of them that I don't agree with. Yeah, um, it, it's the Pelicans, OKC, Minnesota, Dallas. I think that's the four. I could see the Hawks being above those four teams. Yeah. Um, and obviously they're all Western Conference teams, so I could see them still being ahead of all of those Western Conference teams. But anyway, that's ESPN's way too early NBA power rankings as we head uh, into next year. Uh, U.S. Open will get underway coming up on Thursday. I think we are going to talk to our guy Will Gray, right? We're going to talk. Yes, to, we are. We're going to talk to Will Gray. So obviously, with the majors being uh, played this weekend, we will talk to him. So action will tee off Thursday, and what is usually some of the hardest golf that's uh, that's played on the tour, usually the hardest major uh, to win because scores are at a premium. All right, when we get back, 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. We're going to open up the phone lines to you. Could this be the best Falcons offensive line in 25 years? 404-726-0929. Could this be the Falcons' best offensive line in 25-plus years? Chuck Nakia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia Studios Tuesday night with you. We're uh, currently in a rain delay for the Atlanta Braves as they're in Detroit. So we don't know. Uh, I haven't seen what time the uh, the uh, weather is supposed to break and they'll get back at it. So we'll uh, keep you up to date here as soon as we uh, know something uh, in it. All right, 404-726-0929. 404 726 0929. That's our phone line. We're going to open up the phones to you here. Asking the question, is this could this be the best offensive line that the Falcons have had in 25 plus years? Now, let me put some caveats on all these different things because again, I, I know what I'm going to hear. Well, it's not uh it uh here let's do it uh, in in our John Free. Um it's not uh, Mike Ken and and um Jeff Van Note and Bill Frederick and those guys. I I don't know what we're we're saying. I don't I don't know, but um, no, I, we're not going back that far, okay? And we're not even really going back to the Jamie Dukes, Chris Hinton days, right? We're not going back to those days, even in the early 90s. We're talking about really from the late 90s, from the first Super Bowl team through today. And I know there have been some good offensive line. You know, again, Bob Whitfield and those guys did a really good job in 1998 for this team. Obviously, when Matt first got here, Claybo and um, – uh, Justin Blaylock and some of those guys, that was a really good – and Harvey Dahl, you know, that was a really good offensive line. That was a nasty kind of offensive line, and they did a really good job run blocking for Michael Turner, and that took so much pressure off of Matt Ryan because Michael Turner wasn't just a 1,026-yard running back. He was a 1,500-yard dozen touchdown running back. He was 1,500 and a dozen tutties. You know, that's not that's not Joe Bag of Donuts doing that. That's that's man size running right there. So, you know, we again saw in the Super Bowl, right? Matthews, um, Alex Mack obviously was the big addition. Andy Levitre was a trade that they made right before the start of the regular season. And then um what's his name? Um was it Ryan Schrader? Who was the guy that was the right tackle, the the undrafted guy out of Valdosta? So he had a good offensive line there. But when you look at this offensive line, I think Jake's still got something in the tank. Chris Lindstrom's elite 
Chris Lindstrom may be one of the when, – when all is said and done, he may be one of the one or two, three, probably one or two interior offensive linemen the Falcons have ever had in their history. All right? I know it's big news, you know, with Freilich and Jeff Van Note and guys like that. I mean, I know it's big shoes to fill, but, again, Lindstrom is every bit as good. Lindstrom's a second-team all-pro player. Probably should have been first-team all-pro. Lindstrom's that good of a player. If McGarry can continue to grow, and I know, and some of these things are ifs, right? Big ifs. If and buts were candy and nuts, the world would be a sweeter place, right? I get all of that. But if if McGarry can take that next step forward and build off of what he did last year, if Matthew, Matthew Bergeron can come in and solidify that left guard spot, and if Dolman can just be competent at center, not have a whole bunch of bad snaps, not get pushed back into the you know into the quarterback. If he can just be competent, this could be one of the better offensive lines we've seen. And I'm going to give you at the top of the hour. We're going to talk about Pro Football Focus's rankings for offensive line units, and it's pretty good. Probably probably not where I would have put the Falcons, but I mean, still very very good. But this group has a chance to be really good. And and there are looking. There are a lot of X factors in this line. First off, they run the football a lot, and that makes it easier. When you run the football a lot, it's easier to be a really good offensive line. When, 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 you, when your first thing is run the football and not drop back and throw it 600 times, you're going to have more success in the NFL. Also, Dolman, I think, is the big X factor. And we've talked about the center position where, look, that's – Something that you have to get right. You, you can't have Mike Person and James Stone at center. And Dolman played well in the second half of the season last year. He did some good things in the second half of the year. But he's still an undersized guy that's playing center in the NFL. At least he'll have two solid guys around him. Matthew Bergeron obviously is a guy who hopefully this is not the, you know, Jason or sorry, Jalen Mayfield 2.0. Hopefully this is not Jalen Mayfield 2.0 where he can't do much of anything on the interior of the offensive line. And then obviously McGarry. I mean, it's it's a big if if he continues to take that next step forward. You know, as they become a little bit more balanced type of offense and they start to throw it a little bit more, and I think they'll I think they'll start to do that this even this year. Okay, then can Caleb McGarry be the pass blocker that, you know, he maybe he can or cannot be. I mean, can, can McGarry be a competent pass blocker? I don't need him to be elite. I need him to keep people off my quarterback's back, though. And can he be a, a good pass-protecting offensive lineman? Because that's always his bugaboo, right? That's always, that's, always his, that's always been his bugaboo. So 404-726-0929. Take your calls on... Could this be the best Falcons offensive line in about the past 25 years? And, look, I think the thing is is that there's a lot of upside because a lot of these guys are young, right? I mean, Jake's not a young guy, but Dolman's a young player. Obviously, Bergeron's in his rookie year. McGarry and Lindstrom are still young players. They're just going into the fifth year of their, of their contracts, right? I mean, you know, they're going into their fifth year in the NFL. Those guys are still relatively young. And I think that there's a lot of growth. And even heard Arthur Smith talk about this. Was it uh, was it at the open practice or at OTAs or something like that? But he, he 
praised he praised the offensive line coach for the Atlanta Falcons. The name escapes me right now. He praised the offensive line coach for the Falcons and talked about how good of a job that he has done in growing this unit and developing this unit and making this a cohesive unit that's in there. And now if you can upgrade at left guard, you know, if Bergeron can be the player that we think he can be, you know, I think he's a good offensive lineman. Obviously not played guard, you know, at all. And, and when I say at all, he had one practice in the senior bowl at guard and has never played the position in college. Who is it? Dwayne Ledford. Yeah. He, 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 he heaped a lot of praise on, on Ledford. Uh, like I said, it was either, either the OTAs last weekend or something like that, but, but he was talking about the, the job Dwayne Ledford has done and getting McGarry ready. And, you know, obviously, you know, Matt Hennessy trying to improve, um, you know, the development of Drew Dahlman. I mean, all these different things that need to happen if you're, you know, if you're an offensive lineman for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, these guys have to step up and develop. And I do think that when you look at this group, there's a lot of upside to be had. I don't even think Chris Lindstrom's a finished product. I don't don't think he's a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. He's still learning and developing his game. He's still trying to, you know, break through and, and figure some things out. So I don't even think that he's reached his ceiling yet, which is good. I mean, there's a lot of guys that probably haven't reached their ceiling yet and probably haven't seen their best days. But if Bergeron and Dolman can anchor that down, because if not, we've seen what happens when you have two subpar offensive linemen stand side by side with one another. And I've, I've explained this a million times. You can have one guy be not so good. You know, Chris Chester on starting in a Super Bowl, you can have one guy not be so good. It's hard to have two guys that stand side by side and have them not be good. And that was the thing about Hennessy and Mayfield is they weren't all that good. And Matt Ryan paid the price for it. And and their quarterbacks got blown up all year long, and that's what happens. I mean, you, you end up taking I don't care if you can run like the wind. I don't care if you're Justin Fields or whatever like that. Justin Fields takes plenty of sacks. He takes, he takes plenty of sacks. If your offensive line on the inside is getting blown up, there's nowhere for your quarterback to go. If you can come in right over the gardens, uh, garden center, there's nowhere for your quarterback to go. All right, what well, was Tom Brady's Achilles heel? The, the guys who came right up through the middle on him and could attack him ferociously right through the middle of the field. Well, when you have a garden center that can't block anybody and that's, that's the end result, then, you know, Falcons are going to struggle mightily. And, you know, Mayfield graded out to be, you know, arguably the worst guard, uh, worst interior offensive lineman in the league when it was all said and done. So, um, but, I, but I like this group. I mean, I like, I like the addition of Bergeron. I like the fact that we brought Caleb McGarry back, even with some of his flaws and warts. He's not a perfect offensive lineman. They're not going to confuse him for, you know, uh, Anthony Munoz or anything like that. But I think for he knows the system. He's solid enough to play. He knows the offensive scheme, buys into it. And when these guys can just start moving forward in a run-blocking scheme, that's when they peak. That's when Lindstrom and McGarry are at their best. When you can run right off the right-hand side of that offensive line behind McGarry and Lindstrom, then that's when this team is at its peak. And this is, don't make a mistake, this is the best positional group that the Falcons have. It's not quarterback, receiver, even tight end. This is the best positional group 
that the Falcons have. And I know they've added players all over the place and this, that, and the other, linebackers and corners and safeties and blah, 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 blah. But this is the best group that the Falcons trot out on a week-to-week basis. This has been the most, one of the most productive offensive lines in the NFL between last year and hopefully again this year. So I, I do think that even when you look at pass lines, and again, I'm not going to the 80s with Bill Fralick and Jeff Endo and some of those guys. I'm talking about Super first Super Bowl run and moving forward from there. And that 2016 team was special because, again, Levitre came over right before the start of the season. Alex Mack was the big free agent acquisition. Jake had a good year. Um, I think it was, again, was it was it Ryan Schrader? Was that the guy, Day-Day? Look that name up, Ryan Schrader. I think that's the guy's name. Undrafted rookie free agent out of Valdosta State, I believe, was the guy who was anchoring the, uh, the uh, offensive line. I think that's what it was. Was that, was that the right name? Was that right, Day-Day? Yeah, Valdosta State. Um, he's originally from Ken, uh, yeah, Wichita. Yeah, and, uh, he, yeah, he was undrafted by the Falcons, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, he was an undrafted player for the Falcons, but but really played well, really held down for for a few years. I mean, eventually the league catches up to you, and and they they figure out that you're an undrafted rookie free agent and all that good kind of stuff, and they start to figure you out. But for a couple few years, he was pretty good. He was pretty good on the, anchoring that right hand side. Of that on that tackle position, he was pretty good. Twenty thirteen to twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, and again, he was the starting right tackle in the Super Bowl for us. And then, then when they when they they drafted McGarry, then he became expendable um, at that point. But anyway, um, but I I do think that this group has a a real legitimate chance to be one of the better groups in the entirety of the NFL. And let's see, I mean, it all you know the old saying is it all starts up front. Well, for this team, it it really starts up front. They keep their offensive line fixed and improve their defensive line play. Then we got something. Now we've got something. Now we're cooking with grease out of all of it. But uh, again, when you look at adding a Bijan Robinson, you know, even a Jonu Smith, players like that, those guys should be able to thrive in their offensive series. And again, we talked about the idea of they need to be a 67% touchdown team in the red zone. They need to walk away with arguably 67% touchdown rate. I know that's kind of elite status, but that's what they've got to be. I think they have to be an elite offense to take some of the pressure off. You know, because, again, um, you, you don't have a quarterback that's got tons of experience. You don't want to put him in bad situations. And you also don't want to put him in a situation where he's down 24 points and, you know, it's getting to be the third late, late in the third quarter and you're down 24. Can't afford to have those kinds of things happen. Can't afford to have that happen to a Desmond Ritter. So when we get back, we'll talk to Chris Willis from uh, BatteryPower.com. Talk some Braves baseball with him. Check me in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio and 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show, live on this Tuesday evening. Coming off of, uh, well, what was a disappointing Braves loss? I mean, some people are calling it the worst loss of the year. I don't know if we'll go to that extreme, but uh, it certainly was disappointing. Uh, not a good series against Oakland and not things starting off here against another bad team in the American League against the Detroit Tigers. But, again, hope springs eternal. They get back on track tonight. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy. He covers Atlanta Braves for SB Nation, managing editor of Battery Power, batterypower.com. Is where you can check out all of his work. Chris Willis joins us here. He's on Twitter at Chris underscore Willis. As always, Chris, appreciate a few minutes uh, on the show this evening. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. You know, uh, and we kind of touched on this last week that, you know, I know there's obviously lots of chatter about the idea of the Braves need another starter, the Braves need another starter. But, you know, at the end of the day, do they need at least one more bullpen arm to kind of make things feel a little bit better? Oh, uh, I, I agree. And I think uh, I think the bullpen, obviously, right now at this point is probably the biggest priority, you know, as they close in on the uh, trade deadline. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them add, you know, one one arm down there, maybe two even, you know, it, just the way this thing's uh, gone. I mean, at times it's pitched pretty well, but just you feel, I think, I think adding a, at least one more person to the mix would, uh, you know, uh, just solidify things uh, pretty good. What do you think have been the issues with AJ Minter? Why, why have things just not clicked this year for him? I think he's pitched better of late, and you know, when you, you diving in uh, to the numbers a little bit, you know, I mean, there was a lot of a lot of noise in that. You know, some bad luck here. He, I know at one point he had, a, you know, he had our ERA over seven. Uh, but you know the the FIP and and some of the other underlying metrics, you know, were about normal. I think the pitch clock probably you know affected him a little bit. He really wasn't um, you know locating the the cutter the way we had seen him do it in the past. But I think he's looked better late, and I think that's you know that's pretty big deal for this bullpen because I mean he was one of the best uh, relievers in baseball last year, and uh, you know they're counting on him uh, greatly. You know, one of the guys who had a really good bounce back night last night was Charlie Morton. And, you know, I brought up the numbers. He had not pitched very well his last four starts, especially even in comparison to his eight starts. The ERA was over twice as much. Um, he had given up as many homers in the last four games as what he did in the first eight. It was good to see Morton get back on. I mean, I don't care if it, I don't care again if it was a triple A lineup for the Tigers or whatever. It's just good to see Morton get back into it and maybe he can build off this. Yeah, and I mean for Morton, it's all about that curveball, you know, and how he's how he's able to locate it. And uh, you know, I thought he mixed in, you know, he mixed in a few uh, changeups and cutters early in that game last night, which is not something we've typically seen. But yeah, he did look better, and I, I agree. You know, it doesn't really matter, you know, who what the competition is. It was good to see him go out there and have a solid outing. Chris, <clears throat> excuse me, Chris Willis from BatteryPower.com joining me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Um, any word about the Marcelo Zuna injury? I mean, obviously that kind of looked a little bit nasty. Um, I know he's not in the lineup uh, tonight. Nothing, I guess, was broken. But um, 
you know, do we expect him to kind of miss a significant period of time? I mean, even like a week or two. I mean, look, say what you will about Marcelo Zuna, but he's been one of the hottest hitters on this team. Maybe maybe next to Ronnie, the, the hottest hitter that they've had here really since the start of May. Yeah, um, it looks like the reports are, are that, that they may have dodged a bullet here. Uh, they what I saw earlier said that they, he was able he was available off the bench tonight and actually did take some back as BP today, uh, you know and they're hoping he can get back in there tomorrow. But you know I mean it, typically when they say that you know it may be just a day or two, uh, but it looks like they really dodged a bullet because like you said I mean I would have never dreamed I'd be saying this in April, but you know he's been a you know he's been a key a key part of this you know for now uh, a little over a month, so you know it'd be good to get him back in there. You know, when you look at the bottom of their order and, you know, no matter how they've mixed and mashed it, whether it's Ozuna, Albies, Arcia, you know, even Michael Harris. I mean, for, for Michael Harris's struggles, he's still walking more than he did last year, striking out less, still has that sneaky power. But, but I really look at the bottom of the order. I know how good the top of their order is. But when that bottom of the order gets things going and they find – four or five hits in that seven, eight, and nine spot, this team's almost unbeatable. Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, it, I don't know how many times we'll, you'll see Arcia or Harris or somebody get a couple of hits, and then all of a sudden you've got two runners on for Ronald Acuna, you know, who's having an you know, MVP uh, caliber season. And uh, I agree. I mean, it, it's a deep lineup all the way through. Um, we, I don't think we've actually seen it, you know, clicking on all cylinders yet, which is a scary thing considering – uh, they're what 14 games over 500. So, um, but yeah, it seems often seems like that it's that bottom of the order that just kind of kicks everything in gear, and then uh, you know, and then the top uh, will knock those guys in. So yeah, it, it it has been big. It's good, really good to see Michael Harris swinging the bat better as well. You know, they uh, they say in the world of golf that Saturday is moving day. That's what it's called, is moving day. Well, I think this month for the Braves is moving month because. Um, you get the chance to play the Phillies and the Mets, and we saw them obviously sweep the New York Mets, but you've got a lot of last-place teams. I mean, again, this Tiger series, you know, they're not a very good team. Colorado coming up as a last-place team. Um, Cincinnati's not very good. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, in between the Mets and Phillies, there's a lot of not very good teams in the month of June, and I really think that we could see this division lead start to get too far ahead of where – the Mets and the Phillies are able to make up that kind of ground. Yeah, and I agree. And it's a it's a great opportunity for them. You know, you you got to start putting together. You got a chance here to string together a good number of series wins. Uh, obviously, you know the loss in Detroit last night didn't uh, didn't go well, but you know you still got a chance to win this series uh, if by taking these next two games. Uh, it's just a good opportunity, and I, you know, I look at that Philly series a little bit too. Is, is um, a, a, another opportunity because they didn't play real well against them the last time in Atlanta, uh, you know. So this is a chance to go in and kind of. I thought they did a good job of kind of cementing themselves against the Mets, and then you know, at the same, it'd be another opportunity against another division rival. Chris Willis joining us here from BatteryPower.com on the WaitFor.com hotline. You know. Um, I talked about this the other night that uh, I, I look. I, I don't know how you don't put Orlando Arcia on the All Star team, and I understand. I'm not saying starting. I mean, again, it's a fan vote, and and fans are going to get you know the most popular players and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know with what Arcia's done. A what is he? I think he's 
uh, number 10 in defensive war in the National League. He's, I think, got the highest batting average among shortstops in the National League. He's been clutch as could be. I don't know how you leave him off the all-star team. I don't care whoever else makes it, the Trey Turners and the Tatises or wherever, but how do you how do you leave Arcia off if, if push comes to shove? Yeah, I mean, if he continues to play this way, I mean, I think he's very much deserving. Uh, I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, when the vote totals came out Monday, you know, he was leading all shortstops. I don't know if he can hold on to that. You know, Braves fans, Braves fans have uh, been really active as far as uh, voting their own players in. But I think Arcia is one of the best stories of this group. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm guilty of discounting him as well and, and kind of focusing on Von Grissom and, you know, some of these other options. But, I mean, I think he's been as stabilizing a force as anybody because when he came back from the injured list uh, a whole lot faster than anybody else did, expected him to, you know, then this team kind of took off. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's I think he's very much deserving to go to the All-Star game, and I think that'll be a great story. Any word on Michael Soroka about what the plan is for him, not even maybe just in the short term, but long term? I mean, is this going to be a situation where, <clears throat> excuse me, they want to give him a longer look down in Gwinnett? I mean, is he primed to make a return to this uh, staff? Is it, you know, something where he may spend the rest of the minors or spend the rest of the year in the minors. I mean, what do you think kind of the long-term prognostication is for Michael Soroka? I think they there were some things they probably wanted him to go down and, and work on. And, uh, you know, he looked pretty good in his first start back um, after the demotion. So, you know, I think he's still very much in the picture. Um, you know, A.J. smith Shaver obviously is getting a look now. Uh, you know, and it'll be his job to, you know, it, it, he'll have the opportunity to hold on to that spot, obviously, uh, although they may also want to keep an eye on his innings kind of the same way they are with Soroka. But I think we'll see Michael, uh, Michael up in the, in the major leagues again at some point. And, you know, I mean, it, 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 once he comes up, I mean, I don't think they're, they're, it's a situation where they really want to yo-yo him back and forth. Um, but, you know, with also with the injuries to Freed and Kyle Wright, you know, it's kind of – it's kind of changed things just a little bit. But, uh, no, I don't think it's a situation where we won't see him again. I think he'll be back up at some point. Do you think that they basically just kind of ride the wave of the Schusters and Dylan Dodds and A.J. smith Shavers and, you know, those kinds of guys just to fill in the gaps until at some point? I mean, look, at some point Wright and Freed are going to be back on the club. Do you think they just kind of ride that wave of young guys just – to get them through because, again, uh, th this is a chance to really expand the lead. And, you know, I don't want to say you take your foot off the gas pedal, but maybe some of those back-end starts don't become as important as maybe what they have been in years past. Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, I think it's an opportunity to kind of see what everything you've got. They've got a pretty good look at Dodd and Schuster. Schuster's pitched pretty well uh, of late, too. And, uh, you know, this gives you a look at smith Shaver. Um, obviously, I think they'll want to get a look at Soroka, a more of a look, a look at Soroka, um, you know, eventually too, and that kind of you know leads you into the um, into the trade deadline and, and whatnot, and whether they need to go out and try to get a starter. You know, if they feel like you're going to get free and right back, then maybe you know maybe that's not as big a need. But I think you know over this next stretch that they're they're really going to be looking at their internal options, you know, to try to determine that. Chris, last question for you. <clears throat> You know, with the dearth of young pitching, 
that they have on this club, and, and we're obviously getting a look at, at everybody. But I do wonder if they're going to look at, you know, we've talked about this, I know, if they're going to look at signing Max Fried to a big long-term contract. And, look, Max Fried is not going to play for fish heads and rice. There's no reason for Max Fried to go on the open market and play for, you know, chump change. He's going to get paid, and, and starting pitchers always get probably overpaid at some point. But do you think that they look at trying to keep him and have to break off a big number to keep him? Or do you think with the dearth of pitching that they're, that they're showing you right now that they have, that they can afford to maybe let him walk away when the time comes? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, on one hand, you know, I kind of felt like just looking at recent history, I kind of felt like, you know, Dane Swanson probably played himself into a much bigger contract than the Braves were ever going to give. But I never would have ever thought that, you know, Freddie Freeman would be playing somewhere else. So, you know, I've got a mixed track record as far as this goes. So, um, you know, I, I think the Braves will have a number. I think it'll be, kind of, you know, a, a, a pretty good number, you know, in terms of uh, of an offer. But, you know, will Max Free be able to get more money elsewhere? I think it's a good question. You know, I'd like to see him get back out there. You know, you hope there's no lingering lingering issues with a you know that injury just because you know he is so close to free agency and you hope you don't want to see a you know you don't want to see something like that a forearm strain always scares you and you don't want to see that develop into something you know bigger uh, especially at the time with the timing that uh free's got right now as far as being able to go out and open market but you know i don't know that the braves are gonna you know i don't think the braves will have the best best offer probably you know it'll just come down to you know what what Freed wants to do as far as that goes. Chris Willis is the managing editor for battery, batterypower.com. Join me on the waitfor.com hotline. You can check out his personal Twitter page at Chris underscore Willis. Chris, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes uh, here on the show tonight. We will certainly talk again soon. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. John Chuck, we will be back. Sports Radio 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.